What's up? Mike Mendoza, Fast Real Estate Services, Cleveland, Ohio. On the commute, talking real estate, commercial, residential, multifamily apartment buildings, buying, selling, leasing, property management, construction management, and consulting. Um, wanted to go over a little bit about wholesaling. We probably have talked about this a time or two in the previous episodes, but wanted to uh, go over it again for those that are just joining uh, the podcast and um, and maybe some updated information as well as I go through. Now, disclaimer, I'm not a full-time wholesaler, but I have wholesaled properties in the past. And um, really what wholesaling is, is... Uh, getting a property under contract and then assigning that contract for a fee to somebody else who's looking for the property that you just got under contract. So we used to do this where we would pick up houses. Our intention was to um, close on the house, rehab the house, and and uh, put it back on the market for sale. But uh, when our inventory got large and there were still good deals out there, we would put uh, properties under contract and then new other investors in the area that would want the property and we would say hey you know w- we have this house under contract um, this is a good deal but we don't have enough time and resources to work on this right now if we assign the contract to you will you give us a thousand dollar fee or whatever is appropriate d- depending on the actual deal so you know people call that flipping a property and so on and so forth but that's that's what i uh, define as true flipping is that you're not touching the house you're getting it under contract uh, from a seller who's selling the property and then you're um, selling that right to buy the property uh, to another person so totally legal if you do it right, obviously I'm not an attorney, so consult your attorney to make sure that you're doing it correctly. Or you could get in trouble with the state for practicing real estate without a license and um, other um, uh, laws and regulations that you might be breaking. So I'm, I'm going to go into it in a little more detail. I'm going to show a house right now, so I will uh, get back with you on the next segment when I'm back on the road. Okay, back with segment number two on wholesaling. It's July 10th or 11th today. Um, Again, summer's going by quick. I see the uh, storm clouds are coming in as far as weather here in Cleveland. So we've had some flash flooding the last couple days. So hopefully um, the rains will not be as bad as last week where there were some flash flooding uh, going on. So, um, talking about wholesaling, uh, what are we, (laughs) sorry. Um, when I was doing wholesaling or trying to get into wholesaling, what I learned was that, um, you really needed to have everything in place or the machine in place so to speak, um, in order to do this. Now, you can try and build it as you go, but you know it's very difficult. Um, and what I mean by that is that when you're 
uh, wholesaling properties to other investors. Obviously, what you're trying to do is you're 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 the be, becoming the matchmaker between sellers and buyers. So that could be construed as you know similar to what a real estate agent does, but because uh, the state requires uh, one to have a license in order to um, get commissions from a sale of a property. Um, what the way that uh, uh, persons with without a license um, get away with selling real estate uh, without having a license is assigning the contract. Well, there's a lot of uh, things that sellers um, will require from you as a you know pseudo buyer than you're connecting to an investor type of person. Um, the sellers really want to sell their property. They want to get rid of their property and they want it to close. They don't want um, necessarily, most sellers don't want someone coming in with uh, thinking that they're going to buy the property and then assign the property to somebody else. So you really need to be upfront and honest with the seller and say, look, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to uh, put this house under contract and then I'm going to assign the contract to somebody. And, um, you know, there, there could be various reasons why you're doing it that way. Um, really, you're, you're a service to the seller. You have buyers that are looking to buy, and you are just connecting those buyers to the seller. But in order for you to do that, then you need to have a bona fide purchase contract with you as the buyer. And then you have to let them know that there's uh, the sale is contingent on um, either assigning the contract or that if you cannot close uh, for whatever reason within 30 days, let's say, or another arbitrary number like 60 days, uh, then you uh, don't have to follow through with the contract. Because you want to protect yourself as well. You don't want to get sued for uh, purchasing a property and then not buying it from the seller because that purchase contract legally binds you. Now, if there's contingencies in there um, and whatnot, then you know the the then you're okay. But the seller really needs to know that up front. Um, so, and they also um, they don't necessarily need to know how much you're making on it, but it, they need to know that you're making something uh, a fee. Uh, don't call it a commission, but a fee to connect a buyer to the seller so that they can um, close this deal. And the other thing is is that um, the sellers really want a buyer that is capable of closing on the property. You can't just throw any buyer in there and say, okay, you know, uh, I hope this deal closes. You really need to make sure that your buyers are qualified. So, um, when you build your buyers list, you want to make sure that they have proof of funds and, you know, you, you just got to get to know them really well because they could have the funds today, but, um, <clears throat> they may not have the funds three months from now when they've just purchased three properties. And, you know, so you, every deal is a, a snapshot in time and every uh, time, uh, a buyer is willing to, uh, pay a fee to get the, the, to get the assignment from on the contract from you, then they have to show proof of funds um, within the the time frame that they're buying the property, not from three months ago when you met them or 
or a, a year ago when you met them, you, you really need to know that they can close so you can assure the seller that this deal will close, you're getting a fee, and everybody's going to be everybody's going to get what they want. The seller's going to sell their property, the buyer's going to buy a good deal, and you are going to get a fee for doing that. So, so really, you know, now that I've gone through the uh, brokerage uh, business, um, you're really acting like a broker, and um, you're getting paid for it. But because of the laws in Ohio, at least, and in most states, you have to have a license in order to do that legally. And assigning contracts is um, not necessarily selling um, property for a commission. You're selling the right to purchase a property. So you're not, uh, you're selling a contract basically. But, you know, technically, obviously, you're selling the house. But um, in the law's eyes, you're really just selling the rights to buy the house. So really stupid, but it, you know, does, um, it's put in place for a purpose so that not just anybody can go out there and represent buyers and sellers because there's a lot of things involved um, legally and ethically and, you know, to help prevent consumers from getting, getting bad service from uh, agents who don't know what they're doing and who don't follow a standard that the, the uh, state of Ohio sets. So um, going back to having the infrastructure set, well, how do I get buyers ready and how do I get sellers? Well, the buyers list is the first thing you should work on. And um, that could be anything from putting a Craigslist ad out there. And, you know, again, being honest with the buyer, if you don't, uh, don't say that you necessarily have properties that you can sell them um, if you don't have them. So, you know, just be upfront and honest. You, you know, you, you don't have any inventory right now, but you, you are networking with um, uh, many, uh, if not all, investors in the city of Cleveland, as an example. And, you know, deals come across your desk all the time. So once those deals come, then you're going to contact them, give them the details, and then um, charge a fee to assign the contract once you get the contract on that property. So, um, you know, the buyers really need to know what you're, what's going on. And then the sellers need to know what you're going on. You don't, you know, uh, once you start, uh, embellishing the truth, um, and misrepresenting yourself, then that's when you get into trouble. And that's why, why the laws have gotten stricter from complaints when wholesalers were trying to wholesale properties, they didn't even have a contract on, and then there's three or four people that think that they have control of the property and uh, people are fighting over who should get paid or, you know, somebody, can you imagine if you found a buyer and then that buyer was actually another wholesaler and they found the buyer and they sold the property, um, you know, they, they may, you may get screwed in, in the transaction of not getting paid or what have you. So uh, sometimes... I call that daisy chaining the the deal where you have so many people hooked into the deal with different differing interests that you don't you know you, you're so far removed from the actual seller that um, the deal could really get messed up if one person down the line doesn't do what they're supposed to. So you know, go on to YouTube. There there is some clear videos. Um, there was a video interview with the uh, Ohio State Realtor uh, Realtor Board about wholesaling. So do a search on that, and that'll give you some great information on 
wholesaling. Now, the the video um, uh, sort of implies that any kind of wholesaling is uh, illegal and you're not supposed to do it, but uh, again, that their job is to promote the uh, realtor association and the business that realtors are doing. So technically, yes, you're not supposed, if your intention, uh, and this is how they put in my interpretation, if your intention is to sell a property without, um, uh, for the, the sole purpose of gaining a commission or a fee, then you're practicing uh, the buying and selling of real estate. Uh, but the, the attorney who I believe was doing the interview from the local RIA group um, really, uh, I think, clarified that or made the argument to say, well, they're not, they're legally, um, uh, it's legally in their right to assign a contract. Um, but uh, again, I don't know what the precedence is for case law, but um, if the, if somebody can prove that uh, your pure intention was to uh, assign the contract and and make a fee on it, then it, it would be up to the judge or uh, a jury on what they would interpret as what you were doing. So um, again, being upfront and honest with, with all the parties will get you out of trouble because that's how people get reported. The buyer gets pissed off because their deal didn't go through or vice versa, the seller gets pissed off because their deal didn't close and then they're calling the uh, Ohio um, Secretary of State where and then the Division of Commerce and the Division of Real Estate um, to complain about you and that's where all the the problems um, occurred so and I think to be honest in its pure sense the what really uh, caused an issue was people weren't being honest with um, each other, uh, especially the the wholesaler um, to the seller and the wholesaler to the buyer. The buyer was thinking that you own the property, he's buying or she's buying the property from you, and then find out that um, you're really not the owner and somebody else owns the property and you were just trying to make money off of uh, connecting the seller and the buyer. Um, so um, really got to uh, get your buyers list in place and you know that happens through networking through advertising uh, and um, building relationships uh, and knowing what people want so if you know somebody's looking for a 10 unit apartment building then you know um, uh, categorize those people uh, in your database and um, start looking for sellers who have 10 unit apartment buildings and um, try to strike deals with them and um, get uh, get the apartment under contract, for example, uh, and then uh, assign it to that person. So um, you got to, again, know that the person is ready and capable of closing on the deal once you um, find a deal and present it to them. And then, you know, the sellers are willing to do the what you're trying to do in assigning the contract to somebody else usually the sellers will require that they approve the buyer and you know that could be by looking at their credit report looking at um, uh, their uh, their proof of funds to be able to close a deal and then ensuring that there's enough earnest money um, in the deal so that 
um, if something were to go wrong and it doesn't close, then they would be entitled to the earnest money. So, um, and uh, if you're really doing this right as a wholesaler, if you can't sell a property, you have it under contract, and the seller you promised the seller you were going to sell it, you should really buy um, the property because you could also be forced to purchase the property because you entered into a purchase agreement with that uh, with that seller. Um, so, you know, when we were doing it in the past, like I said, we were flipping houses and rehabbing them and then putting them back on the market. And the reason why we were wholesaling is to, um, get rid of inventory that we weren't going to have the time or the resources to fix up. So, um, we weren't doing it pure, purely solely for gaining a commission. We were just, um, buying properties. We had the intention of fixing them up and owning them ourselves, but, um, decided that uh you know if we had too much inventory then we would um assign the contract to another buyer so um that's probably the cleanest and most ethical way to do it but if you're just doing it purely as a commission generating or not i don't want to say commission but a fee generating um business then you know you could be construed as um trying to practice uh the buying and selling of real estate without a license. Um, I want to end that segment there. Uh, you know, just get, um, you know, there, there's a lot of details that I could be giving you on how to do it, but really it comes down to um, creating relationships with buyers and sellers and doing what you're supposed to do. And once that, once that occurs um, and once you're upfront and honest with everybody, then everybody's going to want to do deals with you because they know where they stand. They know that you're going to follow through. They know that you're legitimate and they know that they're going to get a good deal. So with that, I'm going to leave you uh, until next time. Uh, keep thinking, keep learning, but most importantly, just keep doing. <laughs>